everyone welcome back to another episode of don't be so dramatic my name is rachel and this is the podcast where i talk to different people in the entertainment industry to discover what their job involves and how they got there for this week's episode i have with me emily de margaretti emily is an actor and is the founder of the production company dems entertainment She works as an actor and producer internationally, splitting her time between Australia and LA. Emily most recently played one of the lead roles in the film Sissy, which has just been nominated for three actor awards and has also done amazingly well in the national and international film festival circuit. I will link Emily's Instagram below, as well as the Instagram for Dems Entertainment and the film Sissy. I will also link all of the podcast contact info below. If you're not following us on Instagram, give us a follow. Send us a message about your favorite episode. We always love to hear from you. And without further ado, let's jump in. Emily, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. A little bit jet lagged, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm well. <laughs> yes, yes, because you've been so busy being so successful recently. <laughs> <laughs> so busy with all the film festivals. It's been mm-hmm. madness. We've gone to like every country, I swear. That's crazy. Yeah. But really exciting because that's like the stuff that we always dream about doing as actors and people in the industry. It's like a nice thing when it does happen for you. Exactly. It's been, yeah, it's been, been lots of fun, like promoting the film and, and traveling around and watching other amazing films too. So Yeah, yeah, that's very fun. true. Networking. Oh, networking. That's such a fun. gross word. I know. I don't like I it either. That. I hate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm also really bad at it. I'm only like, I am only good at the networking kind of thing if it's not networking and I just end up meeting people that I like well that's what it is just don't use the word network yeah. just like i'm gonna make some friends that's yeah. what you're doing oh, that yeah, sounds yeah. gross too oh, just don't say anything <laughs> go to an event i'm gonna make, make friends, friends with the most successful people here oh god it's so cringe it's so cringe i, I know it's a an unfortunate aspect of our industry which is kind yeah. of necessary but man. very necessary but not not, a not enjoyable. One. Not enjoyable. No. no, no. So you are an actor, producer, writer, so many different slashy things in the industry. So many slashy things. Yeah. I like to dabble in everything. My eggs in lots of baskets, I guess you could say. Yeah. I think that's the best way to be in the industry nowadays anyway, because um, you have to be slashy in order to be kind of constantly working or uh, bringing you new ideas to the industry as well. So yeah, it's I agree. exciting. Um, it's exciting. <laughs> so where did your interest in the entertainment industry first start out? Interesting. Um, I would say that I always loved performing when I was younger. That was like my main love, just getting up and performing all mm-hmm. the time. Even like when I think about school and doing speeches, I used to dress up. I dressed up as like Edward III. <laughs> Like as a dude with like frill puffy slit. I don't know why I thought that was less scary, but I did that. I full dressed up and I was like, this is better. So I love dressing up um, random and (laughs) videoing things, making Mm -hmm. like a movie versions of essays and submitting that. Um, But with the slashy stuff that you were talking about, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I got into um, WAPA, like a Bachelor of Performance Making, and that was like the jack of all trades, they call them. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're very slashy. Like everybody's very like versatile and can do multiple, multiple things or multiple labels. And, And I think what you're saying, it's really important to be able to do multiple things. It's not, we don't, we're not just singular anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. It's, um, I know that a lot of drama schools and like literally any advice you get in the industry now is to be like, hey, make your own work. And some people don't have the tools to do that. Yeah. If you're just an actor. I mean, I know incredible actors that are just actors and that's absolutely fine, but it helps sometimes if you have something else, another skill or help yourself facilitate work for yourself because, mm. God, it is hard. It is. It definitely is. 
it's such a great way to get your footing in the industry as well because if you can make work that is interesting to others and brings a new perspective Mm. and kind of makes people go oh who is this person it's really exciting whereas like you know the alternative to that nowadays unfortunately is going okay when's my next audition (laughs) and you never know when they're going to come around but at the same time I don't think that every kind of position in the industry, say like writing or producing or directing is for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of important to find what you enjoy and what your niche is within those things Mm. um, rather than trying to across the board be great at everything Mm -hmm. because it's just like not for everyone, mm-hmm. um, which is hard as well because we keep getting told, make your own work, make your own work. And you're like, okay, yeah, like, well, I'm very do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do I do everything? I guess you just hire people, you know, the best people to do stuff. That's what I did, just get the best people in their field. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I like to say I put my eggs in lots of baskets, but at the same time I don't want to spread myself too thin. So you're right about picking which which labels, which ones do I want to like delve into and like really flesh out and be good at, I guess? Yeah, definitely. So when you graduated from drama school, what did you do then after coming? Did you come back from Perth? What did I do? Okay, I came back from Perth and then I studied acting for a while. I was doing lots of courses like NIDA and and all of that Um, and then some online what did I do? I got into I got into a movie. I got into I Hate Kids, mm-hmm. which was um, directed by John Asher. There was like Tom Everett Scott and Titus Burgess that was acting in that. So that was pretty, pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I went to LA. <laughs> just so, casually. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, cool. And then I was an associate producer on that. So as well, because I wanted to learn. So um, mm. they were like, oh yeah, let's, because I started helping out and I was doing stuff for them, doing like product placement and random stuff for them. And they're like, oh, we'll give you this credit as wow. well. So it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You were like, <laughs> and then I just went to LA. <laughs> I, just, I know. I'm always like that. I'm very random and very spontaneous mm. like that. So one thing about me is doesn't things don't scare me like about traveling or like if it's what I want to do, I'll go do it. Mm. Well, that's, that's great because it kind of seems like you don't put as much pressure on the thing to be like success, not successful, but, you know, like going to LA and being like, well, I have to, like this has to happen and that has to happen because, you Mm. know, I've gotten my American visa and Mm. this is the trajectory of my career. It's Mm -hmm. like um, that's probably a really good way to think about it is like, well, I want to do this now, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and do do it. it. I'd like to be like that malleable, so I think it's important to be like that. Like have, don't have too many expectations, actually have no expectations. (laughs) Yeah. Just, like, forget expectations Mm because I swear that's what destroys you and gives you anxiety as a performer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when those things don't happen in the timing and in the way that you, like, expected them to happen as well. And they won't. And they never (laughs) will. They won't. They never will go to according to plan, ever. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I think also sometimes for me when I've, wanted something to happen Mm -hmm. and then I kind of forget about it and then it does happen but it's never that like you don't feel like you know a new version of yourself you don't go like oh I've made it sometimes actually like the thing happens and then I look back and I'm like oh (laughs) that thing happened (laughs) that I was thinking about but you know forgot about and it's yeah it's never that kind of like big momentous moment it's Mm -hmm. just like, oh, okay, cool. And you're always looking for the next always thing. Always the next thing. It's always, that's that's what I've learned as well. I'm never satisfied. So it's yeah. just like don't have expectations because if you're living in the in what's to come all the time, then you never be present. And as an actor, we need to practice being mm. present. <laughs> <laughs> and in the <laughs> moment. <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> oh, God. That's something that I've struggled with recently as an actor is like, being present and kind of like being back in my body. I kind of talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. on Instagram, but um, I'm turning 30 mm-hmm. in a month's time. Wow. Um, and I think like as we get older, mm-hmm. specifically as females, um, 
like your body changes because mm-hmm. hormones and age does, and that yeah. sort of thing. And I found recently that it's been hard for me too, as an actor, mm-hmm. be in front of the camera and be in the moment because I'm kind of like, I am not fully like at peace with what I look like now. Mm-hmm. It's a weird transition. I'm 29 at the moment too, so mm. I'm about to... jump over and it's a weird time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, when you're in your early 20s and you were just like, oh, yeah, look at me. I've got the whole world ahead of me. I've got all these things. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, Mm. 30. I don't know why. It just feels so daunting. It feels like it's just strange. Like, there's so much change that's happened, but it crept up on you so quickly. And it you're like, creeped up, didn't who, it? Yeah. who am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Having a full existential <laughs> crisis. Uh, but it's just, you know, I think I haven't really heard anyone talk about that in the industry much is that kind of like not feeling yourself and having to be in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's something that I've just, yeah, recently kind of. Um, discovered, yeah. which is sometimes you, sometimes you can't turn it on all the time, you know. Sometimes yeah. you have to deal with your own life, your own stuff. Yeah, mm. I was talking about that with my dad the other oh. day, <laughs> talking about how actors have to just turn it on and and how do they do that from like the place that they're at? Like mm. right now, I'm very jet lagged, and it's like. But I'm here, <laughs> and I'm being as present as I can be. You are, and it's like. You know, obviously with this podcast, there's no pressure to be like, hello, I'm mm. Emily and no, I'm here exactly. and like switched on. Whereas, yeah, I think it is a really interesting concept if you are an actor and say you are jet lagged and you have to film something, mm-hmm. how how does that feeling relate to the character that you're playing mm-hmm. in that moment? And sometimes it's hard if it doesn't relate at all and mm-hmm. you have to go, well... Just got to get on with it because it's a mm-hmm. job. It's exactly. not like you're going to give a, your, like, most amazing performance in every single scene every time because mm-hmm. perfection doesn't exist. So how can you give a perfect performance? Exactly. But sometimes the imperfections are great. I forget, mm. was it, uh, what was it called? It was a, mo- what was the movie? I'm going <laughs> to butcher this. Lost Ark, Lost Ark, Lost Something. I mm-hmm. can't remember. But um, the actor was, like, really feverish and instead of, like, fighting with the nunchucks, he just was like, can I pull out my gun and just shoot him? Oh, and yes, was, yeah. What is that from? That was from Indiana Jones, Indiana, wasn't it? Was it Indiana Jones? No, yeah. The Lost Ark, was it? Yeah. In the Lost Ark. Lost Ark. Yeah. Okay, I've got, got it that. right, but I'm just saying it weirdly. <laughs> yeah, so he was really feverish, so he pulled out his gun and just shot him instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now that's, like, an iconic mm. scene. yeah. Because it's so funny because the um, the other actor acting opposite him is doing all of these, like, you know, moves, yeah. And it's just like, bang. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'm I like, love it too. And that was out of being, you know, feverish and he's like, he, his imperfections, he just lent into that and mm-hmm. was in the moment of being really unwell. Yeah, yeah, I think... That's such a great... I mean, Harrison Ford can pretty much do whatever he wants. he can, he can. (laughs) But it's like, it's such a great example of bringing your ideas to the table and not just kind of being at the beck and call of the director and kind of being like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll I'll do that. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel right, but Mm -hmm. I'll do it because you've told me to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really interesting thing as... um, as being an actor as well is to be like, okay, like, do I... Because the writers you know, have probably written an amazing script, Mm -hmm. but they're not there on the day and they're not in the moment seeing how it sounds coming out of your mouth on that day and it might not sound Mm -hmm. as amazing as it read on the script. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We've solved acting, guys. We've solved Uh, it. We've solved it. (laughs) So you have a production company, Mm -hmm. um, Dems Entertainment. Mm -hmm. How did that start? Just made it. (laughs) I just just decided. No, I got so, I just got sick of, as an actor, I just got sick of relying on other people. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to have some creative control as well because I found that when I was getting auditions, I wanted to change it. Like I wanted to change the writing. Like I didn't like how the female perspective was in that particular role or the script lacked in some area and I wanted to fix it. Mm. So I was like maybe I should just make my own production company and pick my own scripts and just make them. (laughs) 
and then facilitate work for myself and my friends and mm-hmm. other people in Australia, why not? Yeah. Like, why not? <laughs> Crazy, but why not? So, I love your mentality. I think we should all have a bit more why not. <laughs> it's true, we should. We should. And then how did you, so you work with your family, right? Yes. How did that come about? Yes, so my family, they own, um, it's called the Academy of Interactive Entertainment. So mm-hmm. it's like schools that teach kids how to, um, or students how to um, do animation and VFX and a lot of other things. Um, they have them like all over the States and Australia. Anyway, they decided because they saw I was getting into movies and doing acting, they were like, oh, we'll do a VFX course and let's start building sound stages. So we're going to be building <laughs> sound stages by the end of, I think, I think it's early 2024, they'll be up completely. Oh, my God. But they're already like the testing ones up with the LED volumes to teach to teach the students how to use those. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is so helpful, Mum and Dad. Thank I you know. so much. They're, they're great. I have the coolest parents as well, but and that's, therefore that's why it's Dems Entertainment because yes. my last name is Demargariti. It's mm-hmm. not really. No, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's so interesting um, that, you know, your family can help you in that yeah. way and be like, well, we have this space, mm-hmm. so why not kind of utilise it in two ways, you know, having people come in and teach them. But also when you have a movie that needs a soundstage, it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's kind of cutting the cost dramatically. Oh, yeah. And it's know- so fun to play with those screens, like the LED volumes. Yeah. The Mandalorian did it so well. They're just uh, fun. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Mm. So did your parents kind of have an understanding of the film industry when you were young or how did no, that work? No, no, I know. I don't think so. Just the gaming industry because they used to make computer games. Oh, okay. So, um, yes. So <laughs> I don't know if you want to know their history about this. I, I would love to. So my dad patented online gaming because we created that idea to from one computer to another to play. Oh, my God. Which I don't know if it's a good thing to talk about because yes. he's, like, destroyed so many people's lives. Um, but no. <laughs> but, but <laughs> he hasn't. He's, well, he's created, like, such a thriving industry, such yeah. a money-making industry. Mm. That's crazy. How did crazy. he? Crazy. No idea. But um, so then he's been making computer games. Um, he used to make them with his friends. <gasps> Um, yeah. That's so, so cute. I know. And then they made the school and, and then they teach and do all of that stuff as well. All okay, over. cool. So they teach, um, ha- like, what did they teach at the school? Creating games? They, or? they teach like 3D animation and programming okay. and VFX. Wow. Okay. Yes. And so having seen them do that, which is in the entertainment industry, do you think that kind of spurred like you being like, oh, I want to be a part of this industry, I like acting, but then being like, oh, I can, like, create my own stuff because my parents did it. I think they definitely taught me that I can do whatever I want because of their mentality. Like, Mm. I feel like because they're just such go-getters and they just do it. Like, if they want to do something that... When they wanted to do Christmas lights, for God's sakes, they got the whole street blocked off and made everyone do it. And now we have like a Vegas strip every Christmas oh and it's a well-known street in Canberra mm. for Christmas lights because they wanted to do it. So I think because they've had that mentality, I'm just yeah. like, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. that Yeah, that is so helpful to be surrounded by that mentality, especially growing up, like would be so impressionable. Um, you know, I certainly have had to kind of um, discuss, like, uh, <laughs> kind of move through boundaries mm-hmm. that were formed in my childhood and mm-hmm. teenage years. And so it's taken me a while to kind of get to the same mentality as you. But, like, that's awesome that you it's kind of awesome. grew up with that. It's cool. It's different, though. I don't feel like everybody was brought up with that. It's has its blessings and also sometimes it can be quite challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but good in most ways because at least I, I've i got thicker skin, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I guess in a way like maybe the cons would be there's a lot of pressure on you to oh, kind yeah. of go, oh, well, you know, th- look what my parents have been able to do and I kind of have to match that and yeah. if not exceed that. And that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. Yeah, it is. It is. But also I, it's so funny because I feel like... I don't 
because I don't have any expectations of, like, I don't feel like I seek validation through other people, even though that's a weird thing to say with acting because you kind of semi have to. You mm. have to be like, hey, I'm doing my art. Am I good? <laughs> and and it's, it's all about me and my choices. But am I good? Can I get more work? Yeah, like, yeah. That's a weird thing. Yeah, so I used to, like, put so much pressure on myself and I used to have really bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. And now I just feel like I've kind of released that and now I just have no expectations and I just want to enjoy what I do. And I feel like having that mindset has helped me so much. Yes, but <laughs> I t- imagine so. It takes a long time to get there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And anxiety in the industry is, like, a hot topic because everyone really to some degree struggles from it mm. and or struggles with it I should say mm. and it's tough because it kind of for me it rears its head in really strange and unexpected circumstances it does doesn't it yeah, yeah it's not like oh I'm going to an audition I'm gonna feel anxious today it's like sometimes you do sometimes you don't you're like what is the formula here? <laughs> There's no formula. Yeah. There's absolutely no formula. Mine comes out in the weirdest of ways, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, just breathe. Mm-hmm. Just breathe. Just do some breathing techniques and relax and remember why you're doing what you're doing because mm-hmm. you love it and not because you're working yourself up. Or yeah, oh, that, to- that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> to do it because you love it, not because there's all this expectation of like, well, I decided to be an actor, so I probably should be really successful. Otherwise, you know, everyone's going to see I'm a failure. But we need to fail. I always mm. think failure is so important. And I think ref- like framing what failure means, because for me, failure is like stepping forward. It's like failing forward. It's like important mm. in the process to m- move. Mm. So sometimes when I think we think of failure, it's like we're done, mm-hmm. but we need it in order to like yeah. grow. Oh, definitely, mm. definitely. It's like those moments where you fail and you're like, that wasn't good, but it also teaches you where needs work, yeah, especially exactly. as an actor. You know, when you do a scene, at like when you do a scene in class and they're like, hmm. Mm let's try it this way and you just don't get it and you know it and then you just like you watch everyone else do their scenes and you're like cool they all nailed it and I didn't and it makes you feel like shit you feel like absolute shit but I love feeling like shit sometimes (laughs) it's good to feel uncomfortable yeah like it's good to feel like that because at least you know okay something wasn't right here I'll think about it and figure out why I didn't get that and Mm -hmm. at least you reflect a little bit more you don't if you're good you're like I'm hot shit and then you just That's very, very true. And it's tough. (laughs) It's like such a mature way to look at it. It's tough to, you know, be okay with that uncomfortable feeling and to go, okay, so I did not nail it. I was not good in that (laughs) scene. What can I do to maybe get a little bit better? Because you never get like marginally better Mm -mm. from like one scene to the next. Mm -hmm. Like it takes time. And I think that that time as well is really difficult to sit with because we always want it to be immediate. We're always looking for the next thing and we want that thing now. Mm -hmm. Why isn't it happening now? And so, yeah, it's, you know, you have to, one thing that I try and do is try to be present and then the day-to-day be like, I am happy now with what's happening right now Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Even though I have goals, it's okay to be really happy with what the present is. That's such a good way to look at it. I mm. like that. I don't succeed at it most days, <laughs> but I try. You try. I'm really good at preaching too and sometimes I can't take my own advice. I'm like, oh, my God, I give so much advice and then I'm like, <laughs> I'm also struggling with this and it doesn't seem that way because I'm like, guys, we need to do this. But at the same time, I do not put that into practice all the time. <laughs> but that's okay. it's all it's all good it's a learning um curve um it is so when you started with with dems Mm -hmm. uh, entertainment um you started kind of looking at scripts and stuff Mm -hmm. what was the draw to certain scripts what made you go okay because obviously as a production company you can do your own scripts, you can do your your friend's scripts, and then you also have to pick scripts that are high quality and you go, I think this could make a profit or I think this could be something. Mm -hmm. How did you find those scripts? I mean, how do we find them? They find Sometimes they find us and we just get given them and I'm like, I'll read it. And 
it's interesting. I've read so many scripts that now I feel like I'm like I can tell by like 20 pages if it's going to be something that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, yeah, I guess it's I pick what I'm into at the time, I suppose. And mm-hmm. I think with like Kane and Hannah's script, Sissy, when yes. I read that, I felt like it was just, you know, very relevant to the age of social media mm-hmm. and 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 about mental health and how um I guess being on Instagram all the time can affect you and and at the time as well I was using it a lot so it's just like oh god um <laughs> yeah I was like I think we need to change our culture yeah. but what a cool way to like evolve um a killer out of that very Ingrid goes west in some ways. Yes, I just watched that for the second time oh, recently. Did you? Yeah, and um, I watched it with my partner who hadn't seen it, and the whole time through the movie, he was like, "This makes me feel really uncomfortable." It and does. I was like, "It's meant to." I he's love like, it. No, but I'm really anxious. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love Ingrid goes west. It's yeah. so great. Oh, yeah, God. it's such a good film. Um, yeah, that's well, um, obviously. Sissy is um, the film that is going around the festival circuit and just got nominated for three actor awards, which is great. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. And so with a movie like that where um, Hannah and Kane pitched it to you, mm-hmm. and, you know, Hannah and Kane aren't um, like the Margot Robbies of Australia, let's just say, but the film has done so well and is now up against big blockbuster films at the actors and so mm-hmm. did you kind of, when you first read the script, mm-hmm. um, like what is the process of going? Because you um, were one of the lead roles in it as well. So mm-hmm. how do you go, okay, this is a great script. Mm-hmm. Um, how are we going to market it? Like how do you approach the writers and go, hey, I think I'd be really good for this role mm-hmm. and, you know, not be like, I want to play the main role, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like how is that process in being able to take charge of your acting career and not kind of fall into the, because we were talking before Mm -hmm. how people always go, oh, you're a producer and you go, no, 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 Mm -hmm. I'm primarily an actor and I produce Mm -hmm. to move my acting career forward. Like what is, what was the process with Sissy for that? So I was given Sissy by um, Kane and Hannah and they had Acadia attached to it. So another production company. Okay. Um, And yeah, when I first read it, I just thought that it was going to be a really good festival film. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Um, and it actually has done a really good yeah. festival, so <laughs> I wasn't wrong. My gut is right. Yes. <laughs> Trust my gut. Um, but in terms of which role, um, I was offered to play Alex. And when I was reading it, I did like Alex as a character. I kind of felt a bit uncomfortable to play her at some uh, at the first point. Um because she is the villain, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of have a newfound love for villains now, so I kind of think it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Aisha D was really well casted as the lead. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think you have to have a balance of okay, so this is the the story and the project, and what's important for the project. Um, and then obviously my own selfish reasons as an actor and to create work for myself. I do think about myself, but I don't put it above the project because I think ultimately that's what's going to, you know, help everyone elevate everyone's careers and mm-hmm. make the best the best movie possible, yeah. which is ultimately what I want to do. Mm, yeah, I think that's a really important point to make is that when you are an actor who creates your own work, yes, it's great to put yourself in like the starring lead role, but then I think there are Um, projects that come along that you really need to think about, okay, what character am I bringing the most to? And that might not be the lead role and that's okay. It's totally fine. Like Sean Martindale, who is the cop in Sissy, he has two scenes. I love his scenes. So I think sometimes as well, you don't need to be the leading person as well to like capture Mm -hmm. people's hearts. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think, um, yeah, it just, it shows maturity and it makes people want to work with you because you're not That's like, <laughs> you know, hey, um, like I'll be the lead. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an actor, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, yeah, I've had experience pitching projects where I'm like, no, I need to play the lead in this because, mm-hmm. 
you know, that's the way it is. But uh-huh. then, you know, pitching projects where I'm like, I don't think that this character is suited to me. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing with acting, not every character is suited not to everyone. you. And then on top of that as well, and this is the icky part of it, right, it's the whole thing of marketability as well. It's mm-hmm. like, um, am I a name? No, I'm not a name at the moment. So unfortunately I can't be the lead. Yeah. Like, that's also something to think about too. Will the movie do well with me as a lead? No. No, mm. not at the moment. Maybe, mm. you know, if I get into a few other things, hopefully I can, fingers crossed, get into a TV <laughs> show or something and I'll, I can play better roles um, that are more, like, you know, juicy. Um, but I, not with everything. I think with horror, genre, it's more flexible and depending on the script, it's flexible. Yeah, but yeah. But also, yeah, are you, gonna, are you casted correctly as well? Like you don't want to plonk yourself in the lead if it's not... Mm. If it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. And you're right, you know, that thing of like marketability and you do need to sometimes attach a name. Like I think what's great about Sissy is it's done so well and there are people who, you know, obviously Aisha is a successful act. Not that you're not she a successful incre- actor. She's incredible, you, though. She's done it. She's further along than me. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. She's done, you know, The Bold Type, which was a big American success. Mm-hmm. She was in The Saddle Club as well back in the day, yeah, wasn't she? I heard that. Yes, yeah, which is, so we just had Marnie Kennedy on a few episodes ago who was mm-hmm. also in, in that season. In The Saddle season. Club as well. Yes, oh. and, oh, it just, <laughs> like, my teenage self was like, oh, my God, it's The Saddle Club. <laughs> I love that. I used to watch it, but I don't recognise anybody as they're a little bit older. I don't know why. What's wrong with me? I don't know. But you've worked with a Saddle Club member. Wow, wow. Oh, my God. You've made it. You can just retire now. You know what? (laughs) Dreams made. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's that, you know, you do have to put people in roles Mm -hmm. which are – yeah, have a bigger name to them. But I, what I loved about Sissy, because it's done so well and is now at the actors, mm-hmm. it's full of people who, like, you know, are, are coming up in the industry who have had success mm-hmm. but are not necessarily like, oh, like, this is the name attached, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if I were to be attached to something, they'd be like, well, we don't know who she is, but she's there kind of thing. <laughs> but she's so, there. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I love that and I love that. I think that's such an important thing with making your own work is mm-hmm. that, like, you do give opportunity to people who are right for the role and you're not looking to cast like every single person is a famous actor, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Just and who's right for it, who's yeah. right for the role. That's That sounds weird, but, yeah, you just, it just makes sense. Mm. It just it's a feeling like when you look through the, um, when you look through everybody's auditions as well, it's just a feeling you mm-hmm. get. Sometimes, you know, the tape, the audition might not be the best, but it's just the essence of the person. Yeah. Being on the other side of like casting, like even seeing that process, it's such an interesting thing. Um, I think when doing auditions as well, it's like, got to be the character, <laughs> but give my essence. But it's like, just be you, be more you in mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Because essentially that's, you can't fake yourself and you can't be the character through someone else. It's through your channel. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And it's it's tough when you do have really great actors who are just like not what you're looking for mm-hmm. in that moment and that's really hard because it's like you know oh you're a great actor and this is not because you're not a good actor it's just because of casting they just wanted someone else I know it's as simple as that but I know and it's brutal because we all constantly want to work as actors that's the dream is Mm -hmm. to just go from project to project and be like oh this is great I'm making money as an actor (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's yeah it's tough because what's out there at the moment may not be what you're suited to and it's hard to not take that personally it's very difficult and hence why I made my own production company so mm-hmm. I can find roles where I'm like oh I, I think I could do that yeah yeah definitely great move great move <laughs> great move <laughs> so when you um so you didn't take a producing credit for sissy no. but it was more 
the other production company that did most of the producing work? Is so that correct? So Dems Entertainment had John DeMargariti okay. um, and then Lisa Shaughnessy from Acadia. Oh, yeah. And then we had Beck Janik as well as okay. one of the producers. Cool. And so you did like some of the producing work and then what point do you go, okay, so like you need to prepare as an actor as well for the project. Mm-hmm. What point do you kind of go, okay, I need to like swap hats put my acting cap on and now I'm the mm-hmm. actor and everyone else kind of takes over. Well, with this project particularly, I just helped more in like pretty like helped like gather the script and figure out if, you know, pulling it together, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then the producers kind of did all the producing work, yeah. I suppose, for the film. Yeah. So I took off my hat very quickly and <laughs> switched them around, mm-hmm. um, especially with a feature film. I don't think I could have done what they do and act. It's bloody hard. I did it on a short film. I was literally acting and producing at the same time and it was madness. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how actors act and direct and the I same. I know. That's madness. It's a lot. That's a lot. You have to be crazy but crazy talented and I... It's amazing. Yeah, it's that interesting balance of like, I just, yeah, I completely agree. You can't do both and then get enough sleep <laughs> no. or not be tired. No, but you need to see lots and lots of like organisation before and have everything done beforehand and not have like five days prep. That's like the key, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and as you said, hiring people that mm-hmm. you that are good at their job, that are better than you at certain things. That's so important. That's something I've been thinking about recently is like how your team is a representation of you and Mm -hmm. how it's so important to hire the right team. So important. And I think like when you hire people that are better than you at certain things, it just like it takes so much pressure off. And I think you know, as actors talking about like an acting team, that's your agent and that's like, I don't know, your coach and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It's your support network your as support well. Your support network, all of that. yeah. yeah. Your dialect coach maybe. <laughs> yep, that's mm-hmm. important to have. <laughs> um, it's, it's hard because as an actor maybe you're not making so much money mm-hmm. and so... Like when you are hiring coaches, you don't need to pay agents, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when you're like starting out, you do want to go with good coaches, but you also sometimes like we can't say no to a bargain. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those opportunities that are either free or very cheap are not the best fit. And so it's this weird kind of thing of being like, okay, like, you know, if I do want a coach and I want someone who fits really well with me, you, there is this financial aspect as well, which mm. kind of yeah. is hard to juggle. And then with agents, when you're starting out as an actor, you kind of just go, well, I just need an agent. Just like, anyone. Someone take me. <laughs> and then, like, I think slowly but surely you realise that not all agents vibe with you. They're no. not the best fit for you. And so... Yeah, it's like, you know, maybe the top agencies in Australia, none of them fit with what, like, who you are and what you want to do. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, that's going to hinder you as a person if you're working with people that you just don't feel right about. I completely agree. And it's tough. You need it, like, you need a team. You need a good group of people around Mm -hmm. you, people that are going to support you and, like, just root for you. I just think. Sometimes you have a manager or agent and it's just not, they're just not working for you. Mm. And I think that happens a lot in the industry. I've spoken to a few actors about it where they don't feel like they're doing anything for them. I might then just leave, get someone else. They're like, no. They get so scared to leave. I'm like, well, they're not doing anything. Just, Mm. we'll just make a fake email account and pretend to be your manager. Yeah. I've heard someone's done that before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm like... There's ways to hustle and, and get stuff done Yeah, um, if, you know, your team isn't being supportive. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, people get scared of freelancing as well and mm. I know that it is scary. I did it for a year up until recently because I just I wasn't happy with my agent and I was like I'd rather not be stressed about 
and annoyed with the agent that I had Mm -hmm. and just be out on my own and then eventually find another one. And it is a long process, you know. It's such a long process, Sophia. Yeah, when when I say a year, people are like, oh, that's short. But when you're in it and you're living a year without an agent, you're like, oh, my God, I just, should I have left that agency? Like, Mm -hmm. was I an idiot to do that? But, you know, ultimately... Yeah, it's just, and it is tough to get an agent and it's the whole actor thing of like, oh, it's what we need to do and blah, blah, blah. But it is unfortunately a part of the industry mm-hmm. and it's tough. It's <laughs> bloody tough. Yeah, yeah, God, that process, I can't even think of how it even happened. So random. Just it's so difficult to get, it's so difficult. I just I remember like those years of just trying so hard to get, and then it happens when you least expect. Yeah, when yeah. you're busy taking classes and all of a sudden, yeah, there they are. Poof, poof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, from a producing perspective, obviously um, you your team is so important because it kind oh, yeah. of makes or breaks a film. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a good team, if everyone's not, um, you know, great at what they do, it can essentially make a film fail yeah. or a pro- project fail. Yeah. And it's just, it's, yeah. And that only comes with experience as well and meeting people and networking and Yuck. all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's that process that you can't rush of meeting the right people and mm-hmm. being able to work with them and that sort of thing and People you trust as well. I just yeah. think that that's important as well. It's like a family on set every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So it's like hiring the people that are the best for the job, but also people you can work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, what I'm working with a production company at the moment and I've been asked so many times, oh, no, I've been told by so many times mm-hmm. recently that people are like, oh, you know, just be mindful working with production companies because, you know, they might take power away from you. Luckily, I'm working with people who are my friends mm-hmm. and who happen to be very successful. And I'm like, it's not like that. And I imagine it's similar for you. Like For me, it's not like that, but I've heard similar stories know, as well with other it. people. Yeah, yeah. You gotta look out for yourself. Just be smart. Yeah. But also be trusting and somewhat. Just be smart. Yeah. I think when you have strong intuition Mm -hmm. and you have strong intuition about people, it makes the process a lot easier. So when you do, you know, sign a contract with a, a production company, Um, and you have like that feeling of this is good Mm -hmm. and I don't think I'm going to get fucked over, like (laughs) stick with that because not everyone's going to fuck you over in the industry. No, but it's a scary thing. Sometimes it it can be scary. Mm. I think as long as you're smart about it, you have like legal stuff in place and Mm -hmm. I always like to get expectations now like out at the start as well if you're collaborating with someone just Mm -hmm. to know, just straight away, just know what people want out of it. I think... Cuts through all the the bullshit, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, So with Sissy, um, you play the villain character. mm -hmm. How Have you kind of played characters like that before and how did you approach it in it being a horror film? Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's, like, bits where you are, like, physically kind of doing things as well. Yes. 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 Without giving too much away. I'm like, oh, <laughs> how do I answer your question? Um, Have I done roles like that before? No. I usually do, like, the comedic relief. I've done a lot of the comedic oh, relief really? and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. And But this was very much she held a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. And yeah. she felt more, like, ugh. Um, which was very uncomfortable, but mm. I love like Rosamund Pike. So I'm just kind of obsessed with like how she flips. Mm. She always flips. She's always, I call it the Rosamund Pike flip. She's <laughs> always like flips in her character. And I just love that about her. And I just feel like, um, this was one step further in that direction and just playing Alex, um, because she was quite physical as well, because I used to do dance. Um, yeah. so I think that kind of helped inform, the crawling, can I, I'm like, can I say this? 
Um, I th- I th- that is definitely in the trailer. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> I can say that. The crawling and other things, yeah. Mm. I don't know how I can answer this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like pushing Do you, you to the limit. Your question? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I guess, yeah, with the physicality of it, mm-hmm. I don't think all actors are capably, uh, physically capable is what I wanted <laughs> to say there. Um, and, you know, horror films specifically when there is blood and gore moments mm-hmm. and, like, killing and stuff, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that that's a spoiler for this movie because you kind of see it in the trailer. Horror is horror, right? So, horror is yeah. horror. There's going to be blood. There's going to be killing and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like physically speaking, there is a moment in the trailer where you and Aisha kind of go back in the water as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess that comes from a dance background. Of- oh, well, that, that spoiler. That wasn't me. <gasps> That was a stunt. Oh that my was god. my stunt double. Another oh my god, you have a stunt double. Oh, well, just for the just for that day. You've made it. I made it. Oh my god, I actually have a picture of us with our stunt doubles. Oh, I have to send it to you. It's so yes, funny. please. Yes, please. And you can release that after the film has yes. been released as well. Yes, oh, that's the dream is to just be like, hey guys, I'm a stunt. Double. <laughs> they wouldn't let me do my own stunts. No, I wanted, that's fair enough. No, yeah, I wanted to do it, but they had like rocks on the riverbed. They're like, no, 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 no. That's fair enough. But that's, yeah, well, that's really interesting then. That kind of my question doesn't <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was kind of hinting at. So in terms of like, I guess, where would, would you like to go from doing Sissy? Like where where are you kind of thinking? Or like, I guess, okay, <laughs> here's my question. From this point of like, you know, having done an amazing job in this movie that's doing amazingly well, uh, where do you kind of find your mind at now as an actor? Is it like, okay, like do you have a game plan of what you would like to do or are you kind of just like sitting in this, I don't know what's going to come next and I have to be open to it? And like I Mm. guess that kind of circles back to you like usually not trying to have expectations about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing because I like to have goals, obviously, mm. but I feel like especially being an actor, it's like you can't, you have to be very flexible because you don't get, you don't get to pick the roles. Yeah. You, you're kind of like, oh, do I like this role? Or, oh, do I would like this story. Oh, I'll play that and go with the flow. Yeah. So at the moment I'm just, you know, I'm hoping to like find a cool role and jump into it. That's <laughs> that's really it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously I want to work. Like yeah. I'd love to get into a TV show. I'd love to do some more like um, uh, like dark comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to find more like dark comedies as mm. well, like scripts. Um, love to find a cool TV show to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess, um, yeah, as you say, like I, I asked that question kind of, knowing a little bit that it is out of our control, but Mm. to have goals is really important, Mm -hmm. but to be flexible with those goals and the timing is also good. But it's hard, you know, when you are in a business and so people like agents or managers are saying like, oh, you need to ride this success and Mm. really kind of push on to the next thing and sometimes you're like, I'm really tired. Like I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to push. Like I don't want to. That's so funny because I'm always like so much energy. I get energy from people. Mm. So for me, I'm like, yeah, but not everyone's like that. They're like, yeah, they get exhausted. I mean, after the film festival circuit, mm-hmm. I did have a moment and I was like, wow. I was like, that was fun, but I need some downtime. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that was intense. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of meeting lots of people. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, <laughs> I'm someone that gets energy from alone time. <laughs> oh, God. Good luck. Yeah. You, Thank you. Because like literally every week I'm like, oh, I need a break. <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I a need some time to myself. And it's tough in this industry because it is all about like working with people, collaboration, meeting new people, doing all the things with people. And so. But you need your downtime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Juggling that sort of thing, especially like, you know, because you've just done so many film festivals as well. It's that hard thing of you're essentially living the dream of like, I've wanted this for so long. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if I were you, 
that would be, you know, my dream kind of come to fruition is like, cool, this film's done amazingly well and I get to go and promote it at festivals. But it's also no one really tells you that it's really tiring as well Mm. and the more success you have, sometimes the more you take on and you can kind of be overflowing in too many things. Yeah, I know my coach, um, Emily Joy, mm-hmm. was saying to me recently that there's like two types of actors. One is the actor that's wishing that they had more auditions and work and the other is wishing they had less auditions and work because they have too much on their plate and they can't give the best version of themselves to everything. Interesting. Yeah. I'm definitely just wanting more always. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, more, 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 next, next, next. But yeah. be present, but more. I know. It's tough and it's like uh, to be kind of that gratitude for what you have mm-hmm. but also kind of looking to, well, I also am worthy of the goals that I have is yeah. the line that is hard to walk. It is. Yeah. Um, With America, Mm -hmm. so you kind of go back and forth between LA and here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two homes. Yeah. So that's really interesting um, because I know that's what a lot of actors would love to do. Mm -hmm. So um, when you did the film I Hate Kids, was that kind of the first time you went over there? And then how have you kind of built the home of two countries since then? Um, well, I guess now being, uh, when I'm over there, I look at scripts and stuff too and kind of just bring them back to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still do auditions there as well. I've got my manager over there, Will Ward, who was incredible. So I'm like very lucky. And I got a manager over there first before really? Australia. Yeah. It was a weird back to front thing oh that happened God. to me. Very weird. <laughs> yeah. It's but amazing. A, amazing, but unusual. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just bring stuff, bring scripts back to Australia. Mm-hmm. Want to film in Australia because we have the forty percent tax rebate from the mm-hmm. the government, which is fantastic. <laughs> so I like to bring them over. So pretty much, I go to America, find the Australians, and bring them back. So oh my god, that's great! But so, did you get um, like how does the visa work? Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of actors are very O one, O two, E. What was I on before the E three or something like that? E four, E. God, I can't even remember the last one I was on. I'm getting my O one hopefully now. Okay, cool. But we will see. Otherwise I have to go back onto the O two. Right. Okay. And so did you start the visa process when you booked I Hate Kids? Mm-hmm. And that kind of yeah. was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you need a visa to work there. And then mm-hmm. were you able to kind of uh, have different visas since because you worked there. Is that how it worked? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, my belly is grumbling. I can't hear it in the mic. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hungry right now. Um, yeah, so I've had multiple visas since I've been in America and I've had to just kind of change depending on, I guess, what they will allow mm-hmm. and just figuring out a way to get there and how I can get there and work. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a, it's been a... That has been a whole thing. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. No one tells you about the visa process, but it's intense. It's so intense. It took me a really long time to be able to do what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. I was having a conversation recently and the person was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to submit in 2018, but then, like, delays happen. And also, like, you have to time it with, like, the work that you're doing here to Mm -hmm. be able to be like, Yes, I like I am working as an actor or mm. a filmmaker or whatever and here's the evidence and so like the timing of it as well you can't just be like I want to go to America. It's, it's like not, a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I know I didn't realize that at first. I was like oh, I'm just going to go there and and I was like, oh, I have to get a visa. Oh, which one do I get? Oh, this one. Cool. Producer, actor. Cool. I'll do that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think people listening to this are going to be like, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. It isn't. It's honestly, no, I feel really grateful and I feel really lucky that I've been able to like get to where I am. Mm. Uh, but um, the lottery visa. Yeah. Green card lottery, right? Yes. Yeah. Always apply for that every year. Just mm-hmm. like. 
Yeah, that is definitely a thing that I know like two people that have got that that live in America. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, so many ways. And I guess like if it's meant to be, it will happen exactly in one way or another and the timing will be right and that sort of thing. It's hard to go back to that. If it's meant to be, it will be when you really want something. I know, it's so difficult. I have so many friends trying to get to America at the moment too and it's just so difficult there's so many roadblocks it's so yeah. hard and to be working and doing what they want to do in their field it's yeah yeah but I guess like I hate bringing everything back to COVID but um oh god COVID has a whole yeah thing, it? I know but one thing that has been great is that specifically in LA a lot of actors just went you know what I like I'm not going to live in LA and be dealing with this COVID thing and so everyone kind of dispersed Mm -hmm. which means and obviously everyone was kind of Mm self-taping as well for auditions during COVID and it means that like we now have the freedom to not be based in LA or -hmm. Sydney or Vancouver or London like in the big hubs of it all because there's so much accessibility to reach out to you and to be able to send in an audition and Mm -hmm. be like hey like you know, I'm available, like like you don't have to live down the street and be like, yeah, I can be there in 10 minutes, you know. <laughs> and I think that provides a lot of freedom for creatives to live their lives a little bit more rather than their whole life being at the beck and call of your acting career or mm-hmm. like your filmmaking career or whatever it is. I think that's really exciting mm-hmm. um, rather than everything being... Um, I guess, determined by where you live and having Mm. to move over to America. Like people book American stuff from here all the time. Yes, it's just the self-test now. Like, yeah, it's incredible how the industry has changed. It shifted Mm. so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can do auditions anywhere as well. Like I've been like applying all over as well. So it's been so much fun. And also classes. Like I can get on Zoom classes with like anyone. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, so good. Although I'm... Mind you, the first Zoom classes that I did in COVID, I did not take it seriously because I was like, I'm at home. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But now, now I take it seriously. And it's I'm the like, medium, you know. It's like through the you can play around with um, the lens and stuff too, like where you are in frame and it's kind mm-hmm. of fun. Like I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You take more ownership over your audition or mm-hmm. like the scene that you're doing in class rather than, you know, you going in and having to stand in the spot and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. And it's exciting. I know a lot of people are like, I want to get back in the room because like, mm. you know, same with podcasting. It's there's something better about being in a room with someone and like being able to look you in the eye whereas like on zoom you're not looking someone in the eye because you're not look like you're looking at them but then they're looking at you and so it's like this downward yeah (laughs) yeah and it's like it's fine it's doable and you still have great conversations but I can understand why people want to get back in the room because that connection I know I miss that yeah I miss being in the room, but at the same time, I love that I can be anywhere. So I can be more in like in Australia while I'm hanging out with my family and yeah. and I can travel and do stuff and do tapes still. Like that's yeah. awesome. It is awesome. It means like, yeah, like what do you want to do? Do you want to go on holidays? Because you can. I don't what I don't think I could do that because I want to be making I feel like if I go on holiday, I'll be too distracted. I just wanna <laughs> I wanna be in Australia or LA so I can at least be around some industry people to create something. <laughs> I feel like if I'm off in I don't know, Bali or something, I don't know what I how You'd be like, what What does one do on holidays? <laughs> like, Are we just going to lie yeah. here like, for the uh, day? Or? <laughs> yeah, I find hard, it hard to relax as well sometimes. Do you? I find it so difficult. Yeah. My relaxing is just like, oh, I'll read a script or something. Yeah. You know, when you have like days where it's like, this is my day off. And so don't do anything. And I'm sitting like watching t- a TV series or something, like binging it. And I'm like... I think I have things to do. <laughs> I can't just sit here and do nothing. It's like, no, just calm down. Jesus. It's so difficult. It I is. Agree. It is. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast oh, today. Um, obviously, Sissy, is it having a cinema release in November or is that when is yes. it being released? So it's on Shutter in the US now. Okay. And it's the 
the official release is on the 3rd of November in okay. Sydney and all over. I'm going to be yeah. in Canberra on the 3rd doing the Q&A. Kane and Hannah are going to be in Sydney awesome. um, for that one. And then I forget where everyone else is going to be, but all over. But there's some previews. So it's technically, I mean, there's special previews that are out at the moment. Mm-hmm. So they're still screening, Sissy, at the moment. Yeah, cool. And then obviously the Actor Awards are happening early December, 7th, I think. 7th of December. Yeah, something like that. Something. So, um, yeah, wishing you all the best. And if people can vote, <laughs> they should go and vote. Again, <laughs> like, vote for Sissy. Yeah. <laughs> like the old style, like you need to text this number, number. and text Sissy. Sissy to- <laughs> to- oh, my gosh, the infomercials. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. I used to, I just, that's weird to say that I love those. And I used to watch those all the time when I was sick, just like on repeat. <laughs> like what are That is weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> it's so creepy. I they love it. They are creepy. I'm weird. That's why I like them. Like, what is this? <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea? I was so confused as a kid. I'm like, what is this? Oh, my God, that's funny. Well, do you have anything else to plug before we go? Um, I don't know. Do I? You can plug your social medias as well. That's very acceptable. Is it? Yeah. I don't, and I'll link them down well, below as well. Well, you'll just link them anyway, so I it doesn't will. matter. You just can link them. I don't um, need to plug myself. Yeah. Well, as we just are talking, scroll down scroll to down. the little description okay. of the podcast and click on Emily. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Add me, like and subscribe. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like and subscribe. <laughs> but you can follow Dems Entertainment, so my production yeah, company. Cool. Yes, perfect. And we will link that below as well. Okay, cool. Yay. Well, Emily, thank you so much for being here and we'll talk to you soon. Beautiful. Thanks for having me. 